welcome to another episode of D-List of the Podcast. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. So, Allison, let's just get right to it because it was a busy day in the business of show. It's true. It was Richard Scarry's busy, busy town for us today. Very much so. So as the Emmy nominations came out, and honestly, I wish they didn't because for the past couple of months or so, I've been living in a blissful Game of Thrones-less wonderland. Where did you find such a place? Well, I legit forgot about this show. Like After it ended and people got it out of their system talking about it, I totally forgot it existed. Even when Sophie Turner married Joe Jonas, I didn't think of her as a Game of Thrones person. Neither I, did neither did I, but I'll be honest. It's because I can't tell her and Natalie Dormer apart. So I just think they're the Natalie same Natalie Dormer's the one with the mouth? Yeah, you got it. They She's, look totally different. They're Natalie like, Dormer's got the mouth. Sophie Turner has long also red has hair. A mouth. No, she, she also has, has a mouth, but she doesn't have the mouth. She has blonde hair. Oh, on the show, you mean? Michael, I never saw the show. Yeah, well, we don't know what we're talking about. So no. let's. <laughs> so anyway, so I legit forgot about this show, mm-hmm. but I'm the only one because everywhere, every category it could get an Emmy nomination, it got one. Yeah, I'm pretty. It really, sh- to me, it really should have swept the comedy categories because it's fucking laughable how everyone is into that medieval time shit. <laughs> But it didn't get any. Michael, how dare you? That's it. It can't hold a candle to medieval times. That's true. There's plus there's no chicken. There's yeah. There's no chicken. There's no turkey drumstick. Well, maybe there was in that show. We didn't watch it. We don't know. Anyway, and middle medieval times, you'd never find a Starbucks cup there. I mean, they'd kick you out for for not being authentic. And you go home with a paper crown. And do you know what you go home with when you watch Game of Thrones? Nothing, because you're already at home. And you're already asleep. Yep. So anyways, Game of Thrones, enough with our Game of Thrones hate. (laughs) Like, since everybody watches it, but our three listeners just deleted us. So Game of Thrones got a total of 32 nominations. Yes. That's the most nominations for a single show in a single season since NYPD Blue got 27 nominations in 1994. That's another show I forgot about. But remember, like, when Dennis Franz, bare ass, like, scandalized us all? when you saw Sipowitz's butt. I remember that. I was, like, a girl, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, that was the first butt I ever saw. Did that ass get a nomination? Should have. Really? It was a riveting performance. Mm -hmm. So Game of Thrones, of course, got a nomination for drama series, and pretty much anyone who uttered a line in that show last season got a nomination. Yeah. Everybody. Amelia Clark and Kit Harrington got nominations in the lead categories. And in the supporting categories, Lily Allen's brother, Nikolai Coaster Waldo, Peter <laughs> Dinklage, Gwendolyn Christie, Lena Hetty, Sophie Turner, and Maisie Williams all got nominated. Yeah. And then Carice Van Houten was nominated in the guest actress category. How many people are in the show? Oh, like 600. So technically only like 0.1% of the people got nominated. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But so, you know, Angela Lansbury has been nominated. You know her, right? <laughs> I, I know her. <laughs> so she's been nominated 17 times, right? And she's right. never won. That's okay. Isn't that sacrilegious? I actually we should, just... be burn- we should be running, uh, riding in the streets. I just about broke my chair with how rapidly and quickly 
and with such aggression i threw myself back in my chair i'm not kidding i cannot believe that that's true it is true sadly and so like if the game of thrones people really wanted to make a positive contribution to society they would have thrown her into an episode so she could finally get an emmy the emmy she's deserved for decades Mm -hmm. or even just like let her voice one of the dragons the dragons talked in that show right let's say they did okay let's say they did i hope they did yeah i mean why are you gonna have dragons and not have them talk yeah who's watching their show even (laughs) i don't know so believe it or not game of thrones wasn't the only tv show nominated at an emmy crazy Mm -hmm. i know so the marvelous mrs Maisel got 20 nominations Mm -hmm. chernobyl got 19 saturday night live got 18 barry and fossey verdon both got 17 when they see us got 16 russian doll which i loved got 13 and fleabag and the handmaid's tale got 11. so the handmaid's tale mostly got technical nominations because only two episodes from the second season made the eligibility deadline Drag Race got nine nominations, including one for competition reality show, and RuPaul got another best host, or they call it outstanding, outstanding reality host. Wait, Michael, I have a question. I mean, mm-hmm. look, I love Drag Race. I've, I'm have i loyal from the ground up on that one. But, but yeah, I feel but, a butt coming. How? No disrespect to RuPaul. How did that show get nine nominations? Like, what is there to nominate? Well, I think it's hair, costumes, yeah, okay, costumes, costumes, hair, makeup, maybe editing. Well, how the fuck like, did Game of Thrones get 32 nominations? True. I don't understand the process, clearly. There's there's literally probably 300 categories. It's true. They're like best painting of the workroom, best lights installed in the workroom. Like, okay, I, I understand how maybe it got to nine nominations. Yeah, best dick pun. You know, there's many categories. Yeah. So let's talk surprises. Okay. We're not going to go over all the categories because... That will take us too long, and Allison and I are both sitting in unair conditioned rooms because it's loud, and so we're melting. We're marinating right now. So Shit's Creek, mm-hmm. the surprise sum, it got a nomination for comedy series, and both Eugene Levy, 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 yeah, and Levy. Catherine O'Hara were nominated. I mean, it didn't surprise those of us who haven't been sleeping on Shit's Creek. I'm not naming any names, but I'm just going to say everyone. Um, everyone but you everyone but me no i watch it i yeah. don't watch every episode yeah like uh, that's the thing it's like people here's the thing canadians are like religious about that show because we don't produce a lot of good shows i i'm gonna get hate mail for that but it's true it's true excuse we really you don't. what about um you can't do that on television the greatest uh, show that ever existed yeah i mean I that think came from your your homeland that's right underneath Game of Thrones for, like, m- the most Emmy wins, I'm sure. Yes, that is a fact. It's a fact, yeah. No need to fact check us on that. It's true. Yeah, so we have that. But, I mean, yeah, Schitt's Creek is totally deserves that Best Comedy nomination. And, I mean, they kind of had to because it's their last season, so... Yeah, this it was now or never. Yeah. So let's then talk about the Outstanding Comedy Actress category, mm-hmm. which really, this is going to tear the gays apart. Mm-hmm. So it's as if, like, a homophobe asked, how can we get the gays to destroy each other? Yeah. And the answer is nominate Catherine O'Hara, Natasha yeah. Leone, Christina Applegate, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Rachel Bronahan, Phoebe Waller-Bridge mm-hmm. in the same category. And yes. just have them go at it. But Kath- Catherine, does she have this? I think she does. At least, her, at least the person who does her wigs has their award, for sure. 
So I, I was going through Twitter, mm-hmm. and I don't know, Variety, one of them, were doing the nominations. Mm-hmm. And they announced in a tweet the Outstanding Comedy Series nominees. Mm-hmm. And I looked at all the comments, and every single comment was using a Moira Rose gif. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Every though. single one. So like, she doesn't win, like, Twitter is going to crumble on the weight of angry Maura Rose gifts. For sure. But Michael, just it's important to remember the popular vote does not necessarily dictate the winner. And I think Why did you remind me, Allison? I know, I'm sorry. It's gonna be to me, I think it's gonna be Marvelous Mrs. Meisel. The really? girl who does Mrs. Meisel's. Cause they like really like her. Did she win last year? Yes. Julie Louis Dreyfus didn't win? Mm-mm. Oh you know it's probably gonna be Julie Louis Dreyfus because it's her last season. Right. Yeah, I could see that, I guess. Yeah, but I'm I'm pushing towards your uh, country man, country woman. Mm-hmm. So okay, other good. surprises were Billy Porter, mm-hmm. which wasn't a surprise to me because I love Pose. Yeah. But he was nominated for lead actor in a drama and that and he made history as the first openly gay black man nominated in that category. Pose was also nominated for best drama series. Dominique Jackson, who plays Electra to perfection, was not nominated, which... She really should have been nominated for everything. For shame. So Fleabag getting so many nominations also surprised some. Olivia Coleman got a nomination for Supporting Actress in a Comedy, but the guinea pig didn't get anything. You know, the guinea pig can't get everything. Yeah, it should. (laughs) It really should. So Mandy Moore, she got her first nomination for Lead Actress in a Drama for This Is Us, which I thought was, I didn't know that. That She's never been nominated. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, you didn't think she deserved it. Well, I can't say because I never seen. I'm not a a white woman, so I've never seen this as us. I will say that she does. She does really good acting in old lady makeup. Like she, she plays an old lady. Well, she plays a young lady, but also an old lady because it's all about, oh, it goes flip flops. Yeah, it's like this is us, right? And like the story of us is a long story. What the so, hell are you talking about? Listen, I'm a white. I'm a white lady. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like you're like this is us you know it's just, i'm like what is she talking about listen i'm talking about the I family i need to drink okay? some pumpkin spice latte and get on it so i can speak your language <gasps> i'm getting way too hot in my ugg boots here <laughs> <laughs> so robin wright also got nominated for house of cards which was a surprise to me since that final season was awful mm, I but watch. she did but she did kind of you know hold up that mess up after kevin spacey got fired so That's they're true. probably honoring her for that. Mm-hmm. They just give her the award being like, look, we're really sorry about all this shit that you have to go we're, through. So yeah, here you go. So here you go. <laughs> so now let's talk snubs. Okay. So no nomination for Richard Madden, who won last year for the body for Bodyguard. Right. Nothing for Julia Roberts for Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Nothing for George Clooney for Catch-22. Someone I forgot about. Yeah. Sarah Paulson, who usually gets nominated for American Horror Story. Nothing for her. Connie Britton, nothing for her for Dirty John. The bang, the Big Bang Theory was totally shut out. And it was their last season. And even Jim Parsons, who has won four times, didn't get nominated. Yeah, I'm sure right. they're all crying on their beds made of money. Yeah, it's true. Wiping, dabbing at their tears with, you know, money. $3,000 bills, which yeah. only exists for them. Yeah. Uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, who's usually nominated for Blackish, didn't get nominated either. And neither did Rita Moreno for Shame. One Day at a Time. Shameful. For shame. Um, were there any snubs that like stood out to you, like you personally, where you're like, this is a snub? Uh, besides Electra and Pose? Mm-hmm. Well, 
I'm being serious, and I'm being serious. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> all right, you're like, I'm being serious. I'm like, I'm being only half serious. So um, first of all, I think that, okay, so Christine Baranski didn't get nominated for, for the good, good something. Fight. Yeah. The good fight. The good wife fight. The, the, uh, so she didn't get the nominated. The good wife swap. The good, yeah. <laughs> Extreme makeover home edition. So she didn't get nominated. And listen, here's the thing. I never saw the good fight, but I do know what people say about it on Twitter. And it's that they love Christine Baranski. <laughs> and also, I follow a lot of Instagram accounts that have like the good fight memes. And they really love Christine Baranski. So those meme pages are going to be really upset today. I understand that. So that's a snub to me. Like, that just seems like a major snub. Also, Christine Baranski's great. But here are my, like, personal snubs where I'm like, okay. I cannot believe that they miss these people. So, I'm a huge fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. Um, is that show still on? Oh, it is still It's okay. It is the longest running um, sitcom now on television. It's a sitcom? Well, it's considered a sitcom, yeah. It's not... Is there an audience? Well, it's not a uh, emergency room drama. What else is it? <laughs> well, it's a it's a comedy. It's yeah, it's a situation. It's a single camera comedy. Yes, exactly. So it's the longest running one of those. Those. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this season, Mac, played by Rob McElhenney, got really really ripped. So in like one of the seasons, I think it was season six or seven. He got really really fat, and then in this season, he got super super jacked, and it kind of like. It came like it. They explained it at towards the end of the episode, and it, okay. so basically, point is, it's like Mac is gay. The end of the episode, it's okay. like it. The whole season ends with this like beautiful interpretive dance, and he's shirtless, and you're just like, oh my god, he's really ripped. Let but, me ask like, you this: mm-hmm. Did he really get ripped? He did. He's like, it was oh, so not he CGI. Went, so he went through body transformation. Yeah. Okay. If so you, he really does. He was really working for that. Yeah. Emmy. You and everyone else listening, Google ripped Mac, which that might also give you some kind of like weird big fart. Mac. Fart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But if you look up fart Mac, fetish. Yeah. So again, if that's your thing, go ahead. Google rip Mac. But like, so he's like very very ripped, and so I think I mean based on his like performance, but also the fact that like getting ripped is really hard, especially when you're not doing steroids. So I think that he deserved a nomination just for all the hard work he put in. I agree. Yeah, and then also... I haven't seen that show. I haven't seen Ripped Mac. I probably have, because I'm sure people tweeted about it a hundred <gasps> times, right? You've, you've probably seen the pictures of Ripped Mac on the Pride float, where okay, he's, like, maybe. standing with Danny DeVito. Okay, maybe. So, yeah, yeah. I'll agree with you on yeah. that. And then also, I'm, like, really... Right now, I'm totally obsessed with the Bash Brothers experience on Netflix, which is, like, mm-hmm. Andy Samberg, and it's him and, um, uh, like, Lonely Island, and it's all about Jose Canseco and Mark Is McGuire. he ripped? He is. He's not. I'm not interested. <laughs> but I know. I'm sorry. But it's still anyway. Point is, they made the cutoff by like three days, but they didn't get any nominations, and it's a real shame. Because and I love that you love it so much that you checked <laughs> if it made the cutoff. I d- I did because I was like really upset. I was like, surely it qualifies for next year's Emmys. It and it doesn't. So anyway, those are the sn- snubs for me. So and my you- snubs, I'm yeah. gonna agree with you on that. It's Sunny, buff guy. Really? Yeah, I co-sign that. Okay, that's good. my snub. Okay, so I think that's a good point to go from awards for good acting to somebody who probably thinks that they could have played every single role nominated on every show, including like the dragons on Game of Thrones. So, yeah, the Starbucks Cup in Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones every exactly. single role. All right, so ScarJo, excuse me, Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> for those not uh, initiated with ScarJo's nickname. So last year, the, this whole situation starts a year ago. So last yeah. year. 
it was announced that Scarlett Johansson was going to be playing um, Dante, quote, Tex, quote, Gill um, in a film called Rub and Tug. So Tex Gill was a trans man who... He was a real-life person. He's a real-life person. And, like, so the it's it, details are a little murky whether or not um, he was actually a trans man, but generally the internet agrees that he was. So yes. he ran a massage parlor slash prostitution ring in the 1970s and 80s. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like a really cool movie and like a really neat project yeah but i'd watch it yeah but here's the thing so tex guild to me looks more like like he could be played by chaz bono yes exactly like chaz bono would have been perfect casting but instead they cast scarlett johansson so which okay which sure (laughs) i mean you know she's played an asian person so really she can't get any worse than that obviously there's huge backlash and she pulled out of the project so recently she talked about it. So a year has passed and she talked about it. Um, she spoke to As If magazine. And so she said, she tried to explain the situation about it. She's Which is very fitting because her whole comment is in As If. Oh, as If. You know, like As If. But yeah, so she's still very upset about it in case you don't know. So she says, you know, as an actor, I should be allowed to play any person or any tree or any animal because that is my job and the requirements of my job. I feel like political correctness is a trend in my business and it needs to happen for various social reasons. Yet there are times it does get uncomfortable when it affects the art because I feel art should be free of restrictions. So she's basically saying like, yeah, you should be politically correct sometimes. But like, Mm -hmm. you know, when it doesn't benefit her she's like don't be politically correct so (laughs) obviously people got mad about the that comment about saying she could play like any tree or animal and so she yeah any ethnicity yeah anyone she wants really so wait can i add something mm -hmm. so she because i remembered when she did ghost in the shell which Mm -hmm. she played asian basically Mm -hmm. (laughs) she got a lot of shit for that and at the time she said I certainly would never presume to play another race of a person. Diversity mm-hmm. is important in Hollywood, and I never would want to feel like I was playing a character that was offensive. So she flip-flopped on that. Yeah, because it was like it feels like after Ghost in the Shell came out and then bombed, she was like, okay, listen, here's the thing. I, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> so whoever wrote that for her, whatever publicist wrote that for her, she needs to hire that person back. Oh, yeah. Because the second, like, follow-up statement she gave yeah. kind of was even worse. So she clarified it, saying that, like, her comment was taken out of context and basically turned into clickbait, which, I mean... I mean, please, girl, you please, said it. As if. <laughs> so she <laughs> says... I recognize that in reality, there's a widespread discrepancy amongst my industry that favors Caucasian cisgendered white actors. Sorry, cisgendered actors. I said white because I hate the term Caucasian. It feels like so clinical. Yeah, she didn't write that. So yeah, go ahead. She didn't write it. So she says that every actor has been given the same opportunities that I have been privileged to. I continue to support and always have diversity in every industry and will continue to fight for projects where everyone is included. So, mm, no, you won't, girl. Yeah, no, you won't. Because it's like another project's going to come up where it's like, okay, so she tried to play another race. She tried to play transgender. So what is another thing that she could be like, surprise, I took this role? Yeah. I mean, she's kind of covered all of her bases. Well, going back to what she said, like, ideal world. Yeah. See, I hate that shit. I right. hate like that. Like, in an ideal, yes, in an ideal world actors of all colors and types would be able to play all kinds of roles but we yeah. don't live in that world we like don't. we live in a world where most of the working and known actors are like white cis like you said yeah. white cis and straight yeah and it's not equal so not only that but like 
if she really wanted to live in an ideal world, in an ideal world, world, the role would go to who has the best acting ability for that role. And if that was the case, she wouldn't get any damn role because she can't fucking act. I mean, how dare you? She was really good in Ghost World. <laughs> I oh, mean, the- she was fine. She was. I mean, very she's wooden. a fine actress. She's. She, there's better. Yeah, I mean, and there's. I'll say there's worse. Why am I defending Scarlett Johansson all of a sudden? I know this is the hill you want to die on. I the really. Is, hill. <laughs> it's not. I'm like backing down the hill very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but the play and the like the tree, like she's oh wrong about playing a tree because yes, trees are wooden, but they also have life in them, which she doesn't. See, and I, I'm, I'm baiting you now to I know. see how much of a scar just stand you are. No, I'll agree with you because I think that she can play a tree, but like one of the artificial trees that you buy at like Michael's, the one where like... Oh, like the, the ficus, office ficus tree. <laughs> yeah, where like the wind blows through it, but it doesn't move. And it's like dusty. Yeah, never but gross. The, did you read... So the Guardian did an article on about how ScarJo wants more tree rolls, so they suggested some. Did you see this? No. So they suggested the Whomping Willow from Harry Potter, which I'd never seen that, so I don't know if that's right for her. Mm -hmm. Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy. Is that right for her? It is, because all he says is, I am Groot, and I think she can handle one line. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe. She might have to take a few classes. Mm -hmm. And Grandmother Willow from Pocahontas, which obviously, I mean, ScarJo can play every race. She is every race. So she can play that role. Yeah, Grandmother Willow was a native tree. She was like First Nations tree. So that's like a twofer for Scarlett Johansson. That checks off two boxes. (laughs) So so ScarJo said a lot of dumb shit, right? Mm -hmm. And so when we were talking about doing this story, I went back to read old quotes because I wanted to be reminded of her wisdom. Yes. So this is one of my favorites from a while ago. She says, oh, I definitely believe in plastic surgery. I don't want to be an old hag. There's no fun in that. See, I (sighs) love that. Stick to saying dumb, campy shit like that, ScarJo. That's fun. Yeah, exactly. Become become the icon you deserve to be by like <laughs> saying stuff about plastic surgery, and now you're gonna have like a rubber face. That's see, she's not all bad, Michael. Uh, oh God. <laughs> oh no, I've climbed back up the hill. Here we go. Yeah. Roll back down that hill. <laughs> I've like driven an ATV full speed up this hill. <laughs> Four wheel drive. Yeah. <laughs> so that might this might be like the most butch conversation we've had on this podcast by the way i, know. I can't believe i know what that is I, i'm like all wheel drive <laughs> <laughs> all right so so basically talking about atvs is a really great segue into the next oh, is, story yeah. that we have which is meth gators and i don't say, i'm not saying like math gators like super smart gators although that would be a fun story this is meth that'd be meth- a fun tv show math, math gators, gators. Sounds like something on PBS. Yeah. So this is meth gators, methamphetamine gators. So the police department in Loretto, Tennessee, uh, made a Facebook post on Saturday. Which is crazy. That's crazy. It's not Florida. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I did double check. I was like, well, maybe they're like the person who runs their Facebook is located out of yeah. Tennessee. Like that could be it. They might have outsourced an intern. But no, this is Tennessee. I mean, so. it's meth and gators and it's not Florida. Florida should be ashamed of itself, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> the the gate the meth gators in florida are steaming mad right now <laughs> so the police wrote on facebook they were warning residents not to flush their drugs down the toilet so the reason that they did this is because they obtained they obtained a search warrant for a home and when they arrived there they found a man trying to flush uh meth and meth accessories down mm-hmm. the toilet he's trying to get rid of the evidence so yeah. they were saying 
they were like, okay, so when you flush meth down the toilet, it gets into the water supply and it could be ingested by ducks and geese, but so the meth water could also make its way down to this gator-filled creek or a creek, if you will, in North Alabama. So actually, yeah. North Alabama, it's a creek. So they, they wrote, they've had enough. <laughs> I love how shady this is, too. <laughs> <laughs> they, Wait, who had, this? The police? The, poli- the police. Okay. okay. They've had enough methed up animals in the past few weeks without our help. So, so if you need to dispose of your drugs, just give us a call and we'll make sure they're disposed of in the proper way. Which basically they're saying like, we'll dispose of them in the proper way, which is confiscating them and arresting, arresting you. Them. Yeah. So when they, say, <laughs> when they say that they've, North Alabama has said enough methed up animals, they're not talking about like methed up guy's name. Braden, who like tried to break into the Dollar General. So they might be referring to a story from last week about a Okay. All right, hold on. I gotta do, try to say this with a straight face. Okay. So uh, Well, story. you have a super straight face now that we were talking about ATVs and four wheel drive. <laughs> it's, it's true. My face could get any more straight if I was wearing a camo hat. Yeah. So last week in Alabama, a pet squirrel <laughs> named Oh, I've heard of this. D's nuts. <laughs> So Who the fuck named this squirrel? <laughs> a meth head, Snoop Michael. Dog? <laughs> Snoop Dogg doesn't do meth. <laughs> no, inspired by Snoop Dogg. So the squirrel named Deez Nuts. So it was a pet squirrel, and it was fed meth by its owner to attack people, which is like, that's animal abuse. It's an animal abuse to name him Deez Nuts, but it's also animal abuse to feed him. And meth. I so- think this has happened several times, because I think I've heard of this happening before. So sure. this is a thing. Like, you feed meth to an animal to make them... Crazy. Crazy guard animals. Right. Kind of the same way that you feed meth to a human to make them crazy. Yes. So here's the thing. So basically, the police department was like, don't flush your meth because the the gators are going to become methy. And they're like, we don't know how to handle a messed up gator. Right? Yeah. So NBC uh, News, which is where I you know read my story, they spoke to an alligator biologist from the University of Florida... So this story does have Florida. Finally. Yeah. I've been waiting for a Florida connection. Yeah. And of course, an alligator biologist is from Florida. So he claims that alligators don't react to drugs in the same way that humans do. And that the water would probably dilute the drugs enough that the gators wouldn't be affected. So they, he said, like, at most, you're going to get, like, sleepy gators. Sleepy on meth? Well, because it's, like, diluted. So it's, like, a drug, and they're just going to be, like... Like, like humans respond to meth by, like, taking off their clothes and, like, charging people with a broken bottle. But, like, I guess gators <laughs> would respond to meth by being, like, hey, man. Mimi times. <laughs> exactly. Mimi times. Yeah. But see, okay, so you just, just don't flush anything that's not toilet paper down the toilet. It's true. So, Allison, you and I talked about how it's a no-no to flush baby wipes. Oh, it's such a no-no. Yeah, because what did you say happens? It becomes what? Oh, it's called a uh, fat, uh, not a fat burger. It's a fat. Oh my some, god, this sounds a, gross. <laughs> no, it's something. Oh, fat burger. It's called a fat burger. Fat burger. Oh, because it's like an iceberg. Kind of, yeah. And it's like it's um, the baby wipes collect all the grease, so it becomes like a like an iceberg of um, oil, basically. So it's a fat burger. Yeah. So that happens, and then I've also read that if you flush your contact lenses. Down the mm. toilet, a fish could swallow it and choke and die. I mean, it's true, yeah. Also, don't flush your um, dental floss either because that can strangle manatees. Yeah, so th- yeah, don't flush anything but toilet paper. Or poo. And then why are you flushing meth down the toilet anyways? Like, stick it all the way up your ass like a normal person. And get high off no- of it. Don't waste it. 
yeah, do both. Well, get high real fast and stick it up your ass so far that the police can't find it. That's yeah. what a normal person does. Yeah, think because, of the gators. Yeah, well, we, we really need to stop flushing our meth down the toilet before tweaker gators end up on Grinder and want a PMP. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need that. I don't really don't need that. Okay, so now let's end with something, that, and this part, with something that I've been wanting to talk about for a while. Okay. Because I think about it a lot, and it <laughs> happens to me often. No, this is not about sex. Everyone's thinking like, oh, God, he's going to go on about sex again. No, I'm actually not. So uh, I do most of my communication through text, email, and I am. Mm-hmm. Do you? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Like you and I, Allison, we've met once. It's true. The only time we talk is when we do this podcast. Mm-hmm. We mostly talk through I am or text. We t- Yeah, we I am in text all the time but when it comes to like i no disrespect but i probably wouldn't like pick up the phone and call you because you'd probably be no, very freaked out yeah yeah same if i called you you'd be like what huh huh you'd be like what's what? wrong am i getting fired you'd probably no you'd probably grab and say oh my god who has you held hostage <laughs> yeah i like, think something was really wrong i'd be like blink once if you need help because i'm that dumb that i'd ask you to blink over the <laughs> phone for me so yeah so i i that's how i communicate mm-hmm. with most people and I just, I don't really like talking on the phone. Like if I've got a choice between two restaurants and one has online reservations, but the other one doesn't, I'm going to go with the one that has online reservations. I don't want to talk to people on the phone. So because I communicate mostly through text, I analyze text messages like crazy. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. you do this? Yeah, I do. I do. And I try to perfect my tone so mm-hmm. I come across the right way. Yeah, because you can screw up tone so easily in a text. So there's a lot of articles on this because it's honestly a very important topic. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about exclamation, not the perfume from the I, 80s, which I wish we it should was. really, yeah, we should really do a full podcast on that in the future. Yeah. Make a statement without saying a word. Yeah, scribble that down. So I'm talking, but I'm talking about exclamation points Mm -hmm. and what it means in text, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So the New York Times did an article in 2015 about what punctuation says about you. Mm -hmm. The writer of that piece, Jessica Bennett, wrote something that spoke to me. Mm -hmm. She wrote that the period feels aggressive, Mm -hmm. which it totally does, right? Oh, that's very aggressive. And to me, the exclamation point feels positive. Well, yeah, because you wouldn't ever use an exclamation point to say something like aggressive. Like you wouldn't be like, like, for example, I could like text, I hate you to you. And if I ended it with a period to be like, wow, this bitch really hates me. But like, if I texted it with an exclamation point, you'd be like, ha ha ha, I hate you too. You know, like, it like totally turns the tone around. But it's it's even like you're saying I hate you. But even let's say someone let's say I texted someone I said, do you want to hang out this weekend? Right. Mm-hmm. And they texted me with sure and a period. Like to me, oh. that means like the only way they want to spend time with me is if they're dancing on my grave because they fucking hate me and want me dead. Like sure. I think that's like I exaggerate that much when I read sure period. And if they wrote like, yes, exclamation point, that seems yes, they really are happy about that and want to see me well but i think it's yeah okay so i think though it's like you can translate that tone to real life so let's say i texted back sure to you right and if i really want to hang out with you i'd probably say it like sure 
which is kind of like happy. So like you add in an exclamation point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because otherwise, it's, yeah. Sure I would still just... see my problem is because I would still analyze the sure because mm-hmm. sure to me is not yes and it's not no. <laughs> so it's like, see, this is the problem. This is this is what I'm talking about. So, mm-hmm. anyways, uh, Deborah Tannen, a professor of linguistics at Georgetown told The Atlantic in an article from last year that people use exclamation points, repetition of letters, and all caps in their texts or tweets or emails to show enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. She says that we used to do that with words, like using words such as awesome, but now we do it with punctuation. So there's also a struggle on how many exclamation points to use, Mm -hmm. such as a single one can make a word or sentence peppy and not loud but several exclamation points can come come across as sarcastic but some think that a single exclamation point no longer feels sincere because it's so common oh my god and they feel like i know i know they're getting deep but feel too is a uh, feel like genuine excitement that's uh, they they analyze this by the way. Oh yeah, it gets like, it gets. Like... We're gonna get more into it. So okay. Gretchen McCulloch, another linguistic, she ran a poll on Twitter, asking what is the best amount of exclamation points to use when you want to convey genuine excitement, and after eight hundred votes, the winner was three. Three seems a lot to me. Yes, three. No offense. Three seems like what a psychopath would text back to you. Yeah, it would make me feel like someone was fucking with me. It would make me feel like they were being sarcastic. Like I said, Allison, do you want to hang out? And you wrote back, yes, three exclamation points. Well, I think you were on math. I think you were a math gator. gator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and see, like, I only need one exclamation point. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not demanding. I just want one. Like, I So don't if you get three. a period, are you like, oh, my God, they're mad at me? Because I think that sometimes if you... You know, if I ask you on I am, like, how are you? Mm-hmm. And you write back, good, but you don't have an exclamation point. I'm like, oh, shit, she's fucking mad at me. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, though, yeah, that's how I that's how I read it, too. And there's times where I have, like, gone back. You know this because I always will then text you and be like, listen, I went back and read my text messages. And uh, this is what I think. Like, But, like, I will go back and read something and be like, I didn't put enough punctuation in this. Like, this looks like I am pissed off. Because I would just have like, yeah, like, that sounds great, period. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's crazy to overanalyze that. And I also try to tell myself that some people don't care about conveying tone. Like mm-hmm. my mom, she didn't give a shit. Like she doesn't know anything about text tone. She doesn't use punctuation. You mm-hmm. know, I, I also have a friend that would answer things with uh, K, capital K. And oh, I would, that's. I mean, that, I I think I blocked her once. That's the I was most. Like, that's the most aggressive. I was like, to just me. tell me to fucking go to hell and yeah. die. That is less harsh than just a K. That's like you don't even have the energy to put an O in front of that. But when I said that, she said, "Oh no, I don't. I didn't mean it like that. I just write that because I'm lazy." Yeah. So she didn't know that. That's she didn't mean it the way that I took it. And there yeah. I am, fucking overanalyzing and losing sleep over it. Yeah. Although, okay, okay like. We're talking about how, like, a period is the most aggressive or, like, K is the most aggressive. Do you know what I think? Maybe one of the, like, unless you know the person really well, the weirdest one for me is just no response at all. Have you ever gotten a text like that? 
what? Like, or like if you like, they just ignore me. No, they don't ignore. So like, I know someone who, and it's like because I know this person, I'm like totally okay with it. But if I didn't really know the person, I'd be like, what's going on? But like, I'll like send them a picture or whatever, and then be like, here, look at this, and I like don't get a response, and they're just like, yeah, I got it. I looked at it. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm like, I understand that they're looking at it. But like, if I sent something to a stranger and I didn't get anything back, I'd be like, oh, yeah, they've like deleted my number for sure. Oh, yeah. they're And they're just lazy because it doesn't take much to, especially if you have an iPhone, to hit that, hit tap the picture and hit that little heart. I do enjoy that. That's pretty fun. (laughs) Because, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good response. But (gasps) like, I, yeah. iPhone should make like a option where you tap it. And one of the options that they give you is just K. Oh my god. I would <laughs> I would end up in a mental hospital for sure. This is where Allison and I go over five story stories starting with the 25th James Bond movie, which is shooting right now, and so far it's been a mess. Mm-hmm. Daniel Craig busted his ankle, a camera was found in a toilet in a ladies' restroom <laughs> in the studio where they film. There was an explosion gone wrong that urgent injured a crew member. It's cursed. Yeah. But there's some good news coming out of it. The Daily Mail says that Lashana Lynch, who is black and was in Captain Marvel, will mm-hmm. take over as 007. So at the beginning of the movie, M says, come in 007, and Lashana walks on in. So James Bond is still James Bond, though. She's not James Bond. She's mm-hmm. she's just the new 007. Right. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who was brought in to polish the script, came up with that idea. Bond tries to fuck the new 007, but she turns him down at first. And also, Bond girls will be called Bond women now. So racism and misogyny are over, Allison. Yeah. It's a new day. Yeah. You know what? Everybody should just, like, stop making petitions and protesting. Because, you know what? They're Bond women now. So we've won, everyone. You've won. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, look, I love this idea because it's, like... Obviously, there should be an eight. Women can be spies too, you know. <laughs> but like, and the best spies. Yeah, exactly. I like the idea though of. I mean, it's not going to happen. But I would love it if like new 007 takes over, and then M is like, "Wow, it's so crazy. Ever since we got this new lady 007, incidents of sexual harassment have dropped by like six thousand percent, at least. At least. <laughs> and see, this is totally pandering, and oh, yeah. you know, as much as. I'd love to see a, a black woman or any woman as 007 forever. This is a Bond movie. Mm-hmm. So expect the new 007 to end up fucking Bond. And then she's going to die on his dick, which will make him 007 yet again. That's <laughs> the ending. You heard it here first. Yeah. So in the last episode, we talked about Baz Luhrmann's Elvis, Elvis biopic and how Harry Styles, Miles Teller, Ansel Elgort, and Austin Butler... Mm-hmm. All did a screen test for the role of Elvis opposite Tom Hanks, who will play Elvis's manager. Mm-hmm. Deadline reports that Austin Butler ended up getting the role. Mm-hmm. Some of us know Austin Butler as Vanessa Hudgens' boyfriend, but mm-hmm. he's also known as Sebastian in the Carrie Diaries, and he has a role in Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But Austin Butler was also on a bunch of Disney. Disney, like, switched at birth. Yeah, and, like, Nickelodeon TV shows. Yeah. So there is a group of people who know Austin Butler as, you know, like, after school, 3 p.m. television watching. So I think 
if we're now casting former child stars that are barely out of their child star years as music legends, then I'll be the first to say I can't wait to see Jojo Siwa's turn as Dolly Parton. You shouldn't even put that out there. That's very offensive. You need to apologize. <laughs> you need to issue a full apology. Stop, talk to your idol, Scarlett Johansson, on how to write an apology. See if your publicist will give me one. Actually, don't, because she writes awful apologies. Yeah. Well, JoJo can probably pay 14-year-old Priscilla. Oh, that's how old she true. was when she met Alvis. But honestly, it should go to Scarlett Johansson. She can play any age. She can play any age. She can also play the. She can play Elvis, and she can play his peanut butter and banana sandwiches. Harry Styles may have lost out on the role of Elvis, but the Hollywood Reporter says that he's in talks with Disney to play Prince Eric in the live-action Little Mermaid movie, which will star Halle Bailey as Ariel. Mm -hmm. So Justin Kroll, a reporter at Variety, says it's not a done deal and Harry is still on the fence about taking the role. Disney apparently wanted him very early on, but that he was he wanted Elvis more, so he almost turned down the Prince Eric role. But mm-hmm. instead, he held off until he heard about Elvis. Mm-hmm. So, so Prince Eric was his second choice. Yeah, so sloppy seconds, but that's fine. I mean, a check is a check, right? But when I think of Harry, I think of that time that he dated Kendall Jenner, And they were like photographed on like yachts and stuff. So Mm -hmm. we know that he's good at acting because like, I don't, I don't really believe they actually liked each other. But what I'm trying to say is. Well, it wasn't believable. I mean, it wasn't believable, but he he tried. He tried. He put a hundred percent effort into it. So he's, he's, yeah. Yeah. But all, what I'm trying to say though, is that Kris Jenner is obviously going to start campaigning for Kendall to get the part of Vanessa, which is when Ursula turns into like a hussy that tries to steal Prince Eric away. But See, why are you putting... First you put Jojo as Dolly Parton, and now you're putting Kylie as the iconic Vanessa. And I'm like digging my own you gotta, way you to You gotta hell. make a list of all your apologies. I, I know, I'm paving my own ATV path to hell. <laughs> but what I want to know is, did all of the 20-something brown-headed white actors die or something? Because how is Harry Styles up for two major roles in two major movies? Like, when did... Harry Styles as the movie star happen. We must have been sleeping. And honestly, it should be Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Again, really. Yeah. No, she, she could, could. She should play the um, Priest Boner. Thing of a Bob. She could. Do That's that. her range. No, yeah. the the Boner is too much range. <laughs> so, Canadian musician Grimes, who is also dating Elon Musk right now, is mm-hmm. the new face of Adidas, and so she did a batshit interview about her workout and wellness regimen. Mm-hmm. Allison, you wrote about it today, and so if. And she wrote about it on the site, and so you should read it because it's insane. It's very weird. But one of the more insane things she said was this. I have eliminated all blue light from my vision through an experimental surgery that removes the top film of my eyeball and replaces it with an orange ultraflex polymer that my friend and I made in the lab this past winter as a means to curse seasonal depression. Oh, my God. So, I mean... Obviously, like, part of me thinks, like, no, she didn't do that. She didn't. (laughs) She's trolling. I think she's saying, I think she's saying, like, you know, uh, an interview about health and wellness is stupid. I'm so above it. I'm so cool. So I'm going to troll them. I think so. Except then it's like, um, girl, you have an Adidas campaign. So calm down a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, look, here's the thing. Messed up vision is a good excuse 
for when people remember that she's dating Elon Musk. Like, I forgot she was dating Elon Musk. But, like, when people remember and then they ask her what she sees in him, she can be like, look, I barely see anything. I art directed my own eye surgery. I, 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 only, see, I only see one color now. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson's like, I also only see one color. <laughs> the color of the human race. <laughs> the color of living things. <laughs> But see, like, to me, if Grimes really wanted to be forward and an edgy hipster, which she obviously wants to be, mm-hmm. she'd eliminate all blue light from her vision by wearing blue blockers. Like, if she wants yeah. to do some good in the world, make blue blockers high fashion. Mm-hmm. And finally, Twitter user Byclin Edwards asked Twitter if swimming counts as bathing because he and his wife were arguing about it. So mm-hmm. people were pretty much split. On this, and BuzzFeed says the CDC found that 51% of America's survey Americans surveyed said that they do think swimming counts as bathing. But the CDC says you should always shower before you go into the pool so you won't give people your nasty germs. So what say you, Allison? Is swimming in the pool bathing? Does that count? Oh, in a pool? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's bathing. How the fuck is that bathing? You don't <laughs> wash porn- your you don't wash your ass with soap in it. No, well, but like, maybe you do, but Mike, I Mike, don't. No, but chlorine kills everything. Like, I'm pretty sure, I'm almost positive, that chlorine could be, ki- like, strong enough. If the chlorine's strong enough in the pool, it will kill, like, crabs, or it will kill, like, um, if you have, like, a cough virus or something, and you, like, drink some of the water. Like, I think that could also... Swimming is bathing. In a pool, it's bathing. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> if you go swimming in a pool, mm-hmm. and you get out, you yep. you can go to sleep. Well, so I have blonde hair, so I have okay. to I have to wash my hair, otherwise it turns like poo poo green. So I do shower when I get out of the pool, but I don't ever shower before I get in the pool. Do you do that? Uh, not really. Sometimes nope. I do. If I'm in a public pool, I will do it because there's showers right there. That's very kind of you, actually. That's nice. Yeah, I'm a responsible person. Yeah. Do you consider swimming in a lake to be bathing? No. <laughs> Yeah, that's, it's a little bit No, and I, I really don't in a pool because I once saw a baby at a public pool in Brooklyn, uh-huh. diarrhea in the pool. <laughs> oh, no. Straight, they had to close the pool down. And then it's like, not only babies diarrhea in the pool, like people piss, they fart, they spit. Like people are nasty. I do not, like, I don't want to walk around all day with like dried stranger piss on me. That's not my kink. So that's not, no, it's not This is the end of the episode, but before we go, we'd like to ask you to please rate us and review mm-hmm. us if you haven't already. And if you've got a question, a tip, or if you want to tell us how we can stop overanalyzing punctuation and text messages, please tell us how. And you can write us at DTP at DTP and make sure to use exclamation points, just one. You and I just like one, right, Allison? I'll take uh, at least one. Just, yeah. Well, not four. I mean, don't fill it full of... between. Ex- okay, between one and three. Yeah. Use between one and three exclamation points. Mm-hmm. If 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 you want to convey happiness and just positivity. Just no, peri- no If periods. you hate us, period. Just use a period. Use K. Yeah. <laughs> K, period. And there we go. Okay, so... Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>